0: My name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and The Titan's Curse, Chapter 15. I Wrestle Santa's Evil Twin. Tell me when it's over, Thalia said. Her eyes were shut tight. The statue was holding onto us so we wouldn't fall, but still, Thalia clutched his arm like he- it was the most important thing in the world. Everything's fine, I promised. Are we? Are we very high? I looked down, below us a range of snowy mountains zipped by. I stretched out my foot and kicked snow off one of the peaks. Nah, I said. We're not that high. We are in the Sierras, Zoe yelled. She and Grover were hanging from the arms of the other statue. I've hunted here before. At this speed, we could be in San Francisco in a few hours. Hey, hey, Frisco, our angel yelled. Yo, Chuck! We could visit the visit those guys in the Mechanics Monument again. They know how to party. Oh, man! The un- other angel said, "I am so there." You guys have vi- visited San Francisco? I asked. We automatons have got to find some fun once in a while, right? Our statue said. Those mechanics took o- took us over to the. The Young Museum, it introduced us to these marble lady- statue ladies, see. And, Hank! The other statue chuck cut in. These are- these- they're kids, man. Oh right. If bronze statues could blush, I swear Hank did. Back to fly. We sp- sped up so I could tell the angels were excited. The Maltas were- f- fell- a- Fell away into hills, and then we were zipping along over farmland and towns and highways. Grover played his pipes to pass the time. So we got bored and started shooting arrows at random billboard as we flew by. Every time she saw a target department store, as we passed dozens, dozens of them, she would pet the store's sign with a few bullseyes at 100 miles an hour. Dahlia kept her eyes closed the whole way. She muttered to herself a lot, like she was praying. You did good back there, I told her. Zeus listened. It was hard to tell what she was thinking with her eyes closed. Maybe, she said. But how did you get away from the skeletons in the generator room anyway? You said they cornered you. I told her about the weird mortal girl, Rachel Elizabeth Dare, who seemed to be able to see right through the mist. I thought Thalia was going to call me crazy, but she just nodded. Some mortals are like that, she said. Nobody knows why. Suddenly, I flashed on something I'd never considered. My mom was like that. She'd seen the Minotaur on Half-Blood Hill and known exactly what it was. She hadn't been surprised at all last year when I told her and my friend Tyson was, a really, was really a Cyclops. Maybe she'd known all along. No wonder she'd been so scared for me as I was growing up. She threw she- she thro- saw through the mist even better than I did. Well, the girl was annoying, I said. But I'm glad I didn't vaporize her. That would've been bad. Thalia nodded. Must be nice to be a regular mortal. She said that as she'd given it a lot of thought. Where you guys- where you guys wanna land? Hank asked. Waking me from a night of fitful sleep. I looked down and said, whoa. I'd seen France has Sa- Francisco, San, San Francisco in pictures before, but never in real life. It was probably the most beautiful city I'd ever seen, kind of like a smaller, cleaner Manhattan, if there was a huge bay and ships, islands, and sailboats, and the Golden Gate Bridge sticking up out of the fog. I felt like I should take a picture or something. Greetings from, fr- greetings from Frisco. Haven't died yet. Wish you were here. There, Zoe suggested, by the Embarkado building. Good thinking, Chuck said. Me and Hank can blend in with the pigeons. We all looked at him. Kidding, he said. Sheesh. Can't statues have a sense of humor? As it turned out, there wasn't much need to blend in. It was early morning and not many people were around. We freaked out a homeless guy on the ferry dock with the- when we landed. He screamed when he saw Hank and Chuck and ran off yelling something about metal angels from Mars. We said our goodbyes to the angels, who flew off to the party with their, to flu, who flew off to the party with their statue friends. That's when I realized I had no idea what we were going to do next. We made it to the west coast. Artemis was here somewhere, and Beth too. I hoped, but I had no idea how to find them. And tomorrow was the winter solstice. Not that I. Nor did I have any clue what monster Artemis had been hunting. It was supposed to find us on this quest. It was supposed to show the trail, but it never had. Now we were stuck on the ferry dock with not with not much money, with no friends and no luck. After a brief discussion, we agreed that we needed to figure out just what this mystery mo- monster was. But how, I asked Nereus, Grover said, I looked at him. What? Isn't that Apollo? Isn't that what Apollo told you? Find Nereus. I nodded. I'd completely forgotten my last conversation with the sun god. The old man of the sea, I remembered. I'm supposed to find him and force him to tell us what he knows. But how do I find him? Zoe so made a face. Old Nereus, eh? You know him? I asked. My mother was a sea goddess. Yes, I know him. Unfortunately, he is very hard to find. Unfortunately, he's never very hard to find. Just follow the smell. What do you mean? I asked. Come, she said, without enthusiasm. I will show thee. I knew I was in trouble when I stopped at the Goodwill drop box. Five mil- minutes later, Zoe had, it had me outfitted in a ragged flannel shirt and jeans three sizes too big, bright red trainers and floppy rainbow hat. Oh yeah, Grover said, trying not to burst out laughing. You look completely unsuspicious now. Zoe nodded with satisfaction. A typical male vargant. Thanks a lot, I grumbled. Why am I doing this again? I told thee to blend in. She led led the way back down to the waterfront. After a long time spent searching the docks, Zoe finally stopped so- finally stopped in her tracks. She pointed down a pier where a bunch of homeless guys were huddled together in blankets, waiting for the soup kitchen to open for lunch. He will be down there somewhere, so he said. He never tra- travels very far from the water. He likes to sun himself during the day. How do I know which one is him? Sneak up, she said. Act homeless. You will know him. He will smell... different. Great. I didn't want to ask for particulars. It, what, and once I find him, grab him, she said, and hold on. He'll try anything to get rid of thee. Whatever he does, do not let go. Force him to tell thee about the monster. We've got your back, Dahlia said. She picked something, she picked something off the back of my shirt. A big clump of fuzz that came from who knows where. Ew. On second thought, I don't want your back, but we'll be rooting for you. Grover gave me, a, gave me a big thumbs up. I grumbled how nice it was to have super powerful friends, then I headed towards the dock. I pulled my cap down and stumbled like I was about to pass out, which wasn't hard considering how tired I was. I passed our homeless friend from the Embarcado who was still trying to warn the other guys about the metal angels from Mars. He didn't smell good, but he didn't smell different. I kept walking. A couple of grimy dudes with plastic grocery bags for hats checked me out as I came closer. Beat it, kid! One of them muttered. I moved away. They smelled pretty bad, but just regular old bad. Nothing unusual. There was a lady with a bunch of plastic flamingos sticking out of her sh- shopping cart. She glared at me like I was going to steal her birds. At the end of the pier, a guy who looked about a million years old was passed out on the pa- in a patch of sunlight. He wore pajamas and and a fuzzy bathrobe that probably used to be white. He was fat with a white beard that had turned yellow, kind of like Santa Claus, if Santa had been rolled out of bed and dragged through a landfill. And his smell? As I got closer, I froze. He smelled bad alright, but ocean bad, like hot seaweed and dead fish and brine. If the ocean had an ugly side, this guy was it. I tried not to gag. I saw I sat down near him like I was tired. Santa opened one eye suspiciously. I could feel him staring at me, but I didn't look. I muttered something about stupid school and stupid parents, figuring that might sound reasonable. Santa Claus went back to sleep. I tensed. I knew this was going to look strange. I didn't know how the other homeless people would react, but I jumped Santa Claus. Ah! ha! He screamed. I wanted to grab him. But he seemed—I to... wanted—I meant to grab him, but he seemed to grab me instead. It was as if he'd never been asleep at all. He certainly didn't act like a weak old man. He had a grip like steel. "Help me!" he screamed as he squeezed me to death. "That's a crime!" one of the other homeless guys yelled. "Kid, rolling an old man like that!" I rolled all right, straight down the pier until my head slammed into a post. I was dazed for a second, and Nereus' grip slackened. He was making a break for it. Before he could, I regained my senses and tackled him from behind. "'I don't have any money!' He tried to get up and run, but I locked my arms around his chest. His rotten fish smell was awful, but I held on. "'I don't want money,' I said as we fought. As he fought, "'I'm a half-blood. I want information.' That just made him struggle harder. "'Heroes, why do you always pick me?' "'Because you know everything!' He growled and tried to shake me off his back. It was like holding on to a roller coaster. He thrashed around, making it impossible for me to keep it, to keep on my feet. But I gritted my teeth and squeezed tighter. We staggered towards the edge of the pier, and I got an idea. Oh no! I said, "Not the water!" The plan worked immediately. Nereus yelled in triumph, and Juff jumped off the edge. Together, we plunged into San Francisco Bay. He must have been surprised when I I tightened my grip, the ocean filling me with extra strength. But Nereus had a few tricks left, too. He changed shape until I was holding a sleek black seal. Grover nodded. Sorry, wrong page. I've heard people making jokes about trying to hold a greasy pig. Greased pigs? But I'm telling you, holding onto a seal in the water is harder. Nereus plunged straight down, wriggling and thrashing and spiraling through the water. If I hadn't been Poseidon's son, there's no way I could have stayed with him. Nereus spun and expanded, turning into killer whale, but I grabbed his dorsal fin as he burst out of the water. A whole bunch of tourists went, Whoa! I managed to wave at the crowd. Yeah, we do this every day here in San Francisco. Nereus plunged into the water and turned into a slimy eel. I started to tie him into a knot until he realized what, what was going on and changed back to human form. Why won't you drown? He wailed, pummeling me with his fists. I'm Poseidon's son, I said. Curse that upstart, I was here first. Finally, he collapsed on the edge of, of the boat dock, above us with one of those tourist piers li- lined with shops, like a mall on water. Nereus was, heavy, was heaving and gasping and I was feeling great. I could have gone on all day, but I didn't tell him that. I wanted to make him feel like he'd put up a good fight. My friends ran down from the steps from the pier. You got him, Zoe so said. You don't have to sound so amazed. Nereus moaned. Oh, wonderful. An audience for my humiliation. The normal deal, I suppose. You'll let me go if I answer your question. I've got more than one question, I said. Only one question per capture. That's the rule. I looked at my friends. This wasn't good. I need to find Artemis, and I needed to figure out what the Doomsday Creature was. I also need to f- know if Annabeth was alive and how to rescue her. How could I ask all that in one question? The voice inside me was screaming, Ask about Annabeth. That's what I cared about most. But then I imagined what Annabeth might say. She would never forgive me if I saved her and didn't save Olympus. Zoe so would want me to ask about Artemis, but Chiron had told us that the monster was even more important. I sighed. All right, Nereus. Tell me where to find this terrible monster that could bring an end to the gods, the one Artemis was hunting. The old man of the sea growled, showing off his mossy green teeth. Oh, that's too easy, he said evilly. He's right here. Nereus pointed to the water at my feet. Where? I said. The deal is complete, Nereus gloated. With a pup, he turned into a goldfish and did a backflip into the sea. You tricked me! I yelled. Wait, Thalia's eyes widened. What is that? Moo! Mm-hmm. I looked down, and there was my friend, the cow serpent, swimming next to the dock. She nudged my shoe and gave me the sad brown eyes. Aw, oh, Bessie, not now, I said. Grover gasped. He says his name isn't Bessie. You can understand her, er, I mean, him? Grover nodded. It's a very old form of animal speech, but he says his name is Ophiotaurus. The Ophi, what? It means serpent bull in Greek, Thalia said. But what's he, what's it doing here? Moo! He says Percy is his protector, Grover announced, and he's running from the bad people. He says that they're close. I was wondering how he got that, all that out of a single moo! "'Wait,' Zoe said, looking at me. "'You know this cow?' "'I was feeling impatient, but I told him the story. "'Dahlia shook her head in disbelief. "'And you just forgot to mention this before?' "'Well, yeah.' "'It seemed silly, now that she said it, "'but things had been happening so fast. "'Bessie the Ophitaris seemed like a minor detail. "'I'm a fool,' Zoe said suddenly. "'I know the story.' "'What story?' "'From the War of the Titans,' she said.' My uh, my father told me this tale thousands of years ago. This is the beast we are looking for. Bessie? I looked down at the cow's bull serpent. But he's too cute. He couldn't destroy the world. That is how we were wrong, Zoe said. We've been anticipating a huge, dangerous monster, but the Ophiotaurus does not bring down the gods that way. He must be sacrificed. Hmm, Bessie lowed. I don't think he likes the S-word, Garvey said. I patted Bessie on the head, trying to calm him down. He let me scratch his ear, but he was trembling. How could anyone hurt him, I said. He's harmless. Zoe nodded. But there's power in killing innocents. Terrible power. For- the fates coordinated a prophecy eons ago With when this creature was born. They said that whoever killed the Ophi- Taurus had- and sacrificed its internals to fire, would have the powers to destroy the god. The gods. Mmm. Um, Grover said, maybe we should avoid talking about entrails too? Thalia star- stared at the cow serpent with wonder. The power to destroy the gods. How? I mean, what would happen? No one knows, Zoe said. The first time during the Titan War, the Ophotorus was in fact slain by a giant ally of the Titans, but thy father, Zeus, sent an eagle to snatch up the entrails before, before they could be tossed into the fire. It was a close call. Now, after three thousand years, the Ophotorus is reborn. Thalia sat down on the dock. She stretched out her hand. Bessie went right to her. Thalia paced her hand on his head. Bessie shivered. Dai's expression bothered me. She almost looked hungry. We have to protect him. I told her. If Luke gets hold of him, Luke wouldn't hesitate. Dalia muttered. The power to overthrow Olympus—that's huge. Yes, it is, my dear," said a man's voice in a heavy French accent. "And it is a power you shall unleash." The Ophiotaurus made a whimpering sound and submerged. I looked up. We'd been so busy talking, we'd allowed ourselves to be ambushed. Standing behind us, his two-colored eyes gleaming wickedly, was Dr. Thorne, the manticore himself. This is just perfect, the manticore gloated. He was wearing a ratty black trench coat of his Westover, Westover Hall uniform, which was torn and stained. His military haircut had grown out spiky and greasy. He hadn't shaved recently, so his face was covered in silver stubble. Basically, he didn't look much better than the guys down at the soup kitchen. Long ago, the gods banished me to Persia, Manticore said. I was forced to scourge for food on the edges of the world, hiding in forests, devouring insignificant human farmers for my meals. I never got to fight any great heroes. I was not feared and admired in the old stories. But now that will change. The titans shall honor me, and I shall feast on the flesh of half-bloods. On either side of him stood two armed security guards, some of the mortal mercenaries I'd seen in D.C. Two more stood on the next dock over, just in case we tried to escape that way. There were tourists all around, walking down the waterfront, shopping at the pier above us. I knew that wouldn't stop the manticore from attacking. Where... Where are the skeletons? I asked the Mentor. He sneered. I do not need those foolish undead. The General thinks I am worthless. He will change his mind when I defeat you myself. I needed time to think. I had to save Bessie. We could dive into the sea, but how... Could I make a quick getaway with 2,000-kilogram cow serpent? And what about my friends? We beat you once before, I said. Ha! You could barely fight me with a goddess on your side. And alas... That goddess is preoccupied at the moment. There will be no more help for you now. Zoe notched an arrow and aimed it straight at the manticore's head. The guards on either side of us raised their guns. Wait, I said. Zoe, don't. The manticore smiled. The boy is right, said Zoe Nightshade. Put your bow away. It would be a shame to kill you You before you witness Thalia's great victory. What are you talking about? Thalia growled. She had her spear and shield ready. Sure it is clear, the manticore said. This is your moment. This is why Lord Kronos brought you back to life. You will sacrifice the Ophiotaurus. You will bring its entrails to the sacrifice fire on the mountain. You will gain unlimited power. And for your 16th birthday, you will overthrow Olympus. No one spoke. It made terrible sense. Dahlia was only two days from- away from turning 16. She was a child of the big three, and here was a choice, a terrible choice that could mean the end of the gods. And just like the prophecy said, I wasn't sure if I felt relieved, horrified, or disappointed. I wasn't the prophecy kid after all. Doomsday was happening right now. I waited for Talia to tell the manticore off, but she hesitated. She looked completely just stunned. You know it's the right choice, the Manticore told her. Her Friend Luke recognized it. You shall be re- reunited with him. You shall rule this world under the... All pieces of the titans. Your father abandoned you, Thalia. He cares nothing for you. And now you shall gain power over him. Crush Olymp- the Olympians on their foot as they deserve. Call the beast, and it will come to you. Use your spear. Thalia! I said. Snap out of it! She looked at me the same way she had the morning she woke up on Thalia there on half Hill. Dazed and, un- dazed and uncertain. It looked almost like she didn't know me. I... I don't... Your father helped you, I said. He sent the metal angels. He turned you into pi- Pine Tree to dis- preserve you. Her hand tightened on her shaft of her spear. I looked at Grover desperately. Thank the gods you understood what I needed. He raised his pipes to his mouth and placed a quick riff. The manticore yelled, Stop him! The guards had been targeting Zoe, and before they could figure out what the kid on the pipes was the bigger problem, the wooden planks at their feet sprouted new branches and tangled their legs. Zoe let loose two quick arrows that exploded at their feet and clouded of sulfurous yellow smoke. Fart arrows! The guards started coughing. The manticore shot sp- spines in our direction, but they Recorded it off my lion's coat, Grover. I said, "Tell Bessie to dive deep down and stay down." Moo. Mmm, Grover translated. I could only hope that Bessie got the message. The cow. Dahlia's mother muttered, still in a daze. Come on! I pulled her along as we ran up the stairs at- to the shopping center of the pier. We dashed down to the corner of the nearest door. I heard the manticor shouting at-, at his minions. Get them! Tourist screamed as the guards shot blindly into the air. We scrammed to get to the end of the pier. We hid behind a little kiosk filled with souvenir crystals. Wind chimneys and dream catchers and stuff like that. Glittering in the sunlight. There was a water fountain next to us. Down below, a bunch of sea lions were sunning themselves on the rocks. The whole San Francisco Bay was spread out before us. The Golden Gate Bridge, the Alcatraz Island, and the Green Hills, and fog beyond that to the north. A picture-perfect moment, except for the fact that we were about to die and the world was going to end. Go over to the side, Zoe told me. You can escape in the sea, Percy. Call your father for help. Maybe he can save the Ophiatorus. She was right, but I couldn't do it. I won't leave you guys, I said. We fight together. You have to get word to camp, Grover said. At least they'll know what's going on. Then I noticed the crystal making rainbows in the sunlight. There was a drinking fountain next to me. It were to camp, I muttered. Good idea. I uncapped riptide and slashed off the top of the water fountain. Water burst out the pipe and sprayed all over us. I gasped as the water hit us. The fog seemed to clear her from her eyes. Are you crazy? she asked. But Grover understood. He was already fishing around in his pockets for a coin. He, thought he threw a golden drachma into the rainbow, rainbows created by the mist, and yelled, Oh goddess, accept my offering. The mist, l- the mist rippled. Camp Half-Blood, I said. And there, shimmering in the mist, right next to us, was the last person I wanted to see. Mr. D, wearing his leopard-skin jogging suit and rummaging through the refrigerator. He looked up lazily. Do you mind? Where's Kyron? I shouted. How rude. Mr. D took a swig from a jug of grape juice. Is that how you say hello? Hello, I amended. We're about to die. Where's Kyron? Mr. D considered that. I wanted to scream at him to hurry up, but I knew that wouldn't work. Behind us, footsteps and shouting. The Manticore's troops were closing in. About to die, Mr. D mused. How exciting. I'm afraid Kyron isn't here. Would you like me to take a message? I looked at my friends. We're dead. Thought he gripped her spear she looked like her old angry self again then we'll f- die fighting how noble mr. D stifled a yawn so what is the problem exactly I didn't see how you could make how that would make it any difference but I told him about the aiaatoris hmm he said at the contents of the fridge so that's it I see you don't even care I screamed you just you just as soon watch us die. Let's see. I think I'm in the mood for pizza tonight. I wanted to slash through the rainbow and disconnect, but I didn't have time. The manticore screamed, There! And we were surrounded. Two of the guards stood behind him. The other two appeared on the roofs of the pier shops above us. The manticore threw off his coat and transformed into his true self. His lying claws extended and his spiky tail bristled with poison barbs. Excellent, he said. He glanced at the apparition of the mist, distorted. Alone, without any real help. Wonderful. You could ask for help, Mister D murmured to me, as if this was were an amusing thought. Ta- thought. You could say please, when wild boars fl- when wild boars fly. I thought there was no way I was going to die begging to s- a slob like Mister D, so he could get a laugh while he while we all got gunned down. So he got ready readied her arrows. Grover-, Grover lifted his pipes, Thalia raised her shield, and I noticed a tear running down her cheek. Suddenly it occurred to me. This is what happened to her before. She'd been cornered on half Hill. She'd willingly give her life to save her friends. But this time, she couldn't save us. How could I let that happen? Please, Mr. D, I muttered. Help. Of course, nothing happened. The Manticore grinned. Spare the daughter of Zeus. She will join us l- soon enough. Kill the others. The men raised th- the man raised their guns and something strange happened. You know th- the f- how you feel when all your blood rushes to your head? Like you're hanging upside down and turn right up too quickly? There was a rush like that all around me. It sound like a huge sigh. The sun tingled with purple. I smelled grapes or something sour. Wine. Snap. It was the sound of many minds breaking at the same time, the sound of madness. One guard put his pistol between his teeth like you, like it was a bone, and it ran uh, on all fours. The other two dropped their guns and started waltzing with each other, waltzing. The fourth, be- the fourth began doing what looked like an Irish clogging dance. Irish clogging dance. It would have been funny if it hadn't been so terrifying. ''No!'' screamed the manticore. ''I'll deal with you myself!'' His tail bristled, but the planks under his paws erupted into grapevines that immediately began wrapping around the monster's body, sprouting new leaves and clusters of green baby grapes that ripened in seconds as the manticore shrieked until he was engulfed in a huge mass of vines, leaves, and full clusters of purple grapes. Finally, the grapes stopped shivering, And I had a feeling that somewhere inside there, the manticore was no more. Well, said Dionysus, closing his refrigerator. That was fun. I stared at him, horrified. How could you, how did you? Such gratitude, he muttered. The Mortals would come out of it. Too much explaining to do if their condition, if I made their condition permanent, permanent, permanent. I hate writing reports to father. He, started resent- he stared resentfully at Thalia. I hope you learned your lesson, girl. It isn't easy to resist power, is it? Thalia blushed as, as if she were ashamed. "Mr. D," Garver said in amazement. "You—you you saved us." "Hm. Mm, don't make it. Don't make me regret it," said Sater. "Now go on, Percy Jackson. I've bought you a few hours at most." "The Ophiotaurus, I said. "Can you get it to camp?" Mr. D sniffled. They do not transport livestock. That's your problem. But where do we go? Dionysus looked at Zoe. Oh, I thought, I think the huntress knows. You must answer at sunset today, you know, or it all is lost. Now, goodbye. My pizza's waiting. Mr. D, I said. He raised his eyebrow. You call me by my right name, I said. You called me Percy Jackson. I most certainly did not, Peter Johnson. Now off with you. He waved his hand and in and his image disappeared in the mist. All around us, the Manticore's minions were still acting completely nuts. One of them had found our friend, the homeless guy, and they were having a serious conversation about Metal Angels from Mars. Several other guards were harassing the tourists, making animal noises, and trying to steal their shoes. I looked at Zoe. What did he mean? The Huntress knows. Her face was the color of the fog. She pointed across the bay, past the Golden Bridge. In the distance... A single mountain rose up above the cloud layer. This garden of my sisters, she said. I must go home. And that was that chapter. Chapter 15. I hope you had a good time listening to me read this chapter. Um, yeah. Um, and also, I hope my microphone was far enough from my face and not bad, and Also I've been hearing if I'm like in calls and stuff, that my headphones they um if you touch the cord going for my phone then it makes a weird sound. Maybe you guys can't hear it. I don't know. I am unsure. Yeah. Hope you have a good timeless Oh, I well I already said that twice.